0: By losing just 10 pounds, you could reduce your risk of heart disease, diabetes, and arthritis by a whopping 50%. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby from ilikehowilook.com. I I have found something that could help you lose 10 to 15 pounds in the next 30 days without starving yourself or exercising to exhaustion. Just go to ilikehowilook.com and watch the short video. I like how I look dot com uses hydrolyzed collagen protein to help you lose weight and tone up. They also have a thermogenic capsule that could curb your appetite, improve your mood, give you more energy, and the best part is that it burns fat like a blowtorch. I introduced this to some of my friends a few months ago within just a couple of weeks, most were losing weight and dropping dress and pants sizes faster than they could buy new clothes. So watch the video at ilikehowilook.com, and maybe soon you'll be seeing I Like How I Look.
1: A Boston conservative in the cradle of liberty. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks. On the Information Radio Network.
2: Thank you very much. It is I, Chuck Morris, Monday through Friday, 10 till noon Eastern Standard Time, here at the Information Radio Network. You're welcome to join the program 844 439 1391. 844 439 1391. It is an honor and a privilege to welcome to the program Jonathan D. Sarna. He is the author of When General Grant Expelled the Jews. Jonathan D. Sarna is the Joseph and Bell R. Braun Professor of American Jewish History at Brandeis University and Chief Historian of the National Museum of American Jewish History. Jonathan, thanks for joining me this afternoon. A
3: pleasure to be with you. Thanks.
2: Jonathan, this is a great short insight your book that is into American history at the time of the Civil War and during the grant administration um, it's a it's I urge my listeners to read this, even though most of my listeners are not Jewish, they may not know about the particulars of the um, of the general order that General Grant issued during the Civil War. The book gives great insight into what life was like at that time. But specifically, would you introduce and talk a bit on this famous event that is widely known amongst Jews but is not uh, as well known amongst Americans generally?
3: Sure. Uh, in uh, December of 1862, uh, General Grant uh Struggling. South. Cut. and so the order actually spread uh, very slowly uh, they uh, and that's why not nearly as He runs off uh, to see a congressman who had access to the White House, and um, uh, he gets in uh, to um, uh, to to see Lincoln. And of course, Lincoln didn't know anything about this order. Uh, He'd never seen it. The telegraph lines were cut; no copy had reached Washington. Uh, but Lincoln, uh, according to tradition, has this wonderful um, uh, conversation with Caskell in which he says, And so the children of Israel were driven from the happy land of Canaan. <laughs> and Caskell replies, Yes, and that is why we have come unto Father Abraham's bosom asking protection. <laughs> And Lincoln right. says and this protection they shall have at once, even if the conversation didn't exactly go that way. Um right. we do know right. that Lincoln instantly ordered the uh that, that that General Orders number eleven be uh be revoked.
2: And you also have in the language from Lincoln which shows that he uh he basically said, Look, because of the a couple of sinners a couple of bad apples. You don't issue an order expelling an entire people that obviously Lincoln understood how un-American that was, and, and plus Grant used a particularly offensive term, expelling Jews, quote, as a class, as opposed to expelling smugglers who were both Jewish and non-Jewish in his district. And uh, this sort of overreaction on the part of General Grant is is difficult to understand because it doesn't appear that ulysses Grant was anti-semitic himself and uh, and it also generally Grant was known to be somewhat probative and sober at least in his in his military decisions. Uh, what was going on in Grant's mind at the time that he issued this order
3: so that's a, a wonderful question um, uh, and as part of the research for the book, I uncovered the fact that grants own father had uh, really uh, cooked up a scheme uh, with some Cincinnati Jewish um, merchants um, and his father's name was Jesse Grant and uh, the merchants were the Macs and they cooked up a scheme whereby um, uh, cotton would be transported east Jesse would get a, a permit from his son, and Max uh, would sell it for a high profit, and Grant uh, uh, would get a percentage of those profits. Um, <laughs> uh, when uh, Ulysses saw that, wow, his own father, with whom he had a complicated relationship, um, Uh, His own father was involved in smuggling and with Jews. Uh, He had a temper tantrum, according uh, to an eyewitness, and um, uh, he expelled uh, Jews on the spot. Um, I fully agree it was uncharacteristic of Grant, and I think there's a lot of evidence that Grant later regretted uh, that order. In fact, when he wrote his wonderful memoir. It's a fabulous book, Grant's yes. memoirs. Uh, but he doesn't mention General Order No. 11 at all, and that's not an accident. According to his son, who worked with him, Grant wrote the memoirs. He was dying at the end of his life, and uh, his son said, shouldn't we write about General Order Number 11? And uh, he quoted his father as saying, that was a matter long past and best not referred to, so he didn't say Mm -hmm. anything about it, and he tended not to refer to things (laughs) that were embarrassing. Um, His wife, in her memoir, which is less read, but she wrote a memoir as well, uh, she did mention the order, and fascinatingly, she characterizes it as, quote, obnoxious, uh, and and claims that Grant thought that uh, the reprimand he got was deserved. He had no right to make an order against any special sect. Uh, In any case, as president, he uh, went out of his way to appoint Jews to office and to be concerned about the rights of Jews, uh, almost as if he spent the years after 1862 atoning for that order and wanting to make sure that his reputation uh, was not tarnished by it, and uh, that explains why, when he dies, Jews are prominent among those who mourn him. He's mourned in synagogues. Jews march in the parade and so on, uh, demonstrating that they knew that he had atoned for that uh, order. Um, but nevertheless. Uh, uh, we do have this outrageous order in the middle of the Civil War, mm. and one can imagine how the American Jewish community was frightened uh, that uh, such yes, an sir. order had been issued.
2: Okay, my guess is Jonathan Sarner. The book is When General Grant Expelled the Jews. Uh, Jonathan, as you say, I mean, uh, Ulysses Grant did seem to make try to make atonement for this sin, the rest of his political career. And, in fact, he, you know, based on what I've read in your book, I I, I think that one could say that um, he presided over one of the most pro-Jewish administrations in history. Um, not only that, but uh, besides appointing Jews to high office. And, uh, you know, he also was the first president, possibly one of the first leaders in modern times, to involve human rights issues in his foreign policy, in that he criticized the Tsar's government. And we should point out that Tsar Alexander II, who was quite progressive in many ways, was an ally of the United States during the Civil War, one of the few. He actually parked uh, ships in New York and, oh. and uh, San Francisco harbors to prevent the British and the French from getting in on the side of the Confederacy. And yet, uh, Grant's president criticized him publicly for the Kishinev pogrom. And, w- and the result was that uh, Alexander pulled back. Um, so in a sense, he patented this concept that a nation, particularly the United States, being one of the great exceptional nations of the world, could enter in an element of human rights and of moral, moral probity into the foreign policy equation. It wouldn't just be a matter of dealing with um, dipl- diplomacy and letting nations do whatever they want.
3: Yeah, absolutely, and that was very new at that time. His own Secretary of State uh, was none too pleased uh, by these humanitarian um, uh, impulses, but um, uh, Grant um, made sure that uh, the petitions that Jews sent uh, got wide publicity, And uh, indeed, um, the interesting thing was that the Russians essentially uh, charged Jews with the same crime Grant had charged them with years Mm. earlier. That is, they charged Jews with smuggling and uh, unreliable and so on. And yet this time, uh, Grant uh, really came down hard against them. And uh, one should add that when Jews were severely persecuted during his administration in Romania, once again, Yep, Good tied.
2: Okay, we have a brief break here. Jonathan Sarn is my guest. The book is, the, is When General Grant Expelled the Jews.
4: Okay, so you own a business and cash is tight. So what do you do when you need funds? Go to a bank? Heh, yeah, right. Waste a lot of time, send tons of paperwork only to find out you need to personally guarantee your home, firstborn, and everything in between. Or you can just call the business funding group. Yeah, it's fast and simple with a 95% approval rate and cash for any business purpose. Equipment, inventory, expansion, cash flow, payroll. Grab a pen or put this number in your cell phone, but call 1-800-684-5434. That's 1-800-684-5434. When you call, you'll find out how to quickly and easily easily get the cash you need, up to $1 million with no collateral, no app or upfront fees, and your credit rating is not a factor. Plus approvals in 12 hours and funds in two to three days. Call the Business Funding Group at 1-800-684-5434. That's 1-800-684-5434. This is by far the fastest and best business loan you can possibly get. Call 1-800-684-5434 now. This is a special news alert to consumers who own back taxes to the IRS. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing during the decline in the U.S. economy, the Internal Revenue Service is now accepting reduced settlements from consumers on back taxes, resulting in back taxes reduced by thousands of dollars. An open phone line has been established by Federal Tax Relief for consumers to call and see if you qualify for this reduction. To ensure your financial stability during this decline in the economy, take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call one 800 Four three two zero three six zero. 432 360 That's 1-800-432-0360. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, there's no need to fear anymore. The IRS is now accepting reduced settlements from consumers, resulting in tax debts reduced by thousands of dollars. For your free information and to see if you qualify for your reduction, call the Federal Tax Relief Hotline. 1-800-432-0360. one 432 360 That's 1-800-432-0360.
5: Hi, I'm Joan London, and if you're worried about your parent or a loved one living alone like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call a place for mom, the nation's largest senior living referral service. You'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information. They had obviously researched every place, not just given me names. Really? Yeah. They found
6: me a place for what she could afford, and it was magnificent. We're now very confident that she's safe and they just helped every step of the way and i can't thank them enough
5: so if you're struggling to find reliable senior living information call a place for mom this is a free service and you can trust them to help you
7: if you're struggling to find reliable senior living information for your mom or dad then call or go online to get the free help you need during this turbulent time call now 800-469-7591 800-469-7591
8: Have you ever thought you'd like to buy and sell houses but didn't know how or where to begin? Do you fear your job is in jeopardy or is your business income reduction keeping you awake at night? We're in the best time in 25 years to make a fortune in real estate without using your money or credit. My name is Ron Legrand and I've taught a half a million people to do just that and personally bought hundreds of houses myself. If you'll call 800-970-6156, 24 hours and leave your information... I'll send you the first 500 callers my hot new CD, Foreclosure Fortunes, and my best-selling book to help you get started absolutely free. I'll show you how to build a six-figure income part-time with no previous experience and no license, even if you're a busy professional. Call 800-970-6156, 24 hours, and get my new book and CD free. That's 800-970-6156. Take your life back and make this your best year ever. Call 800 970 6156 now.
2: Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much. And my guest is Jonathan D. Sarna. The book is When General Grant Expelled the Jews. Uh, Jonathan, uh, after the uh, order number eleven, which uh, by which General Grant expelled the Jews from his military district in eighteen sixty-two, thank you. um, He then runs for president in uh, in eighteen sixty-eight, and the uh, the as a Republican, and the Democrats bring up this issue amongst, including to the Jewish community, which of course uh, indicates that. Jews at that point were viewed as potentially a swing vote in a general election. And they did so with uh, all, you know, with both fists. I mean, they really went after Grant as a Haman and, um, you know, comparing him to the most villainous figure in Jewish history at that time, Um, including a speech that you uh, recount, a rally, a campaign rally, I think it was in St. Louis, where where there was literally it was suggested that uh, that General Grant end up in the same way that Haman ended up in the Book of Esther, which, of course, was in the gallows. Uh, could you comment on that atmosphere?
3: Yeah, I, I, I have to say that uh, uh, I myself was surprised. I knew that uh, 19th century elections were a rowdy, but until I did the research, I had not realized the extent to which what was still a rather small Jewish community uh maybe a couple hundred thousand Jews across the country was nevertheless being wooed by um uh by both parties and uh that um so much attention uh would be paid a reminder that in America elections are close and every vote uh counts. Uh, But ethnic politics, which we sometimes imagine is a 20th century invention, was alive and well in uh, 1868. And uh, indeed, uh, um, uh, they they, they weren't always polite, as you say. Uh, 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 Some uh, uh, Democrats were happy to suggest that uh, a grant be uh, hung uh from a tree like Heyman was and um the the temperature of that campaign was uh, uh was very high the democrats uh really thought that uh this general order number 11 was a way of undermining uh the credibility and uh, the aura that surrounded Grant who Many Americans as uh, the greatest hero, right up there with George Washington, for uh, having saved the Union. And and this order right. was an and, and publicizing it was an attempt to besmirch his image. But in the end, Grant won.
2: The uh, the Jewish community seems somewhat divided in that you you quote prominent Jewish figures like Rabbi Wise and others. As um, as supporting and some oppose and Simon as supporting and some as opposing Grant, um, what was generally the um, I don't know I guess you might say the political makeup if there was any to be discerned of the Jewish community in the 1860s?
3: Yeah, it's really quite fascinating because today seventy uh, percent uh, or so of all American Jews are supposedly democratic. But in that period, Jews were pretty evenly divided, and um, you really see um, not just uh, lay uh, Jews, Jewish, ordinary Jewish voters, but even Jewish leaders, uh, deeply divided as to whom to support, and uh, uh, you had uh, very significant people uh, on both sides insisting that the Jewish thing to do was either to support Grant, um, and uh, that was the Republican view, and after all, uh, Grant was the representative of the party that uh, included African Americans and uh, uh, that had a benevolent attitude toward the ex-slave, and then there were those who said, how can you vote for a General Grant? Uh, he expelled uh, Jews um uh, to vote for him uh, is to betray uh, your religion, mm. your your people. Uh, and uh, you should instead vote for the Democrats, regardless of the fact that uh, some of the Democrats at that time um, uh, really uh, argued that that that. Uh, African Americans shouldn't be allowed to vote and uh, uh, should be returned, you know, to a very different status. But, uh,
2: yeah, I mean, the Democrats were the. We have another break here, please sit tight. The Democrats were, don't forget, the party of slavery in the South. Okay, we'll be right back after this brief message.
0: money on gas and get paid to do it hi how in the world are you anyway this is andy willoughby with the three step plan home based business system gas was only about a dollar a gallon when i started the three step plan Today, thousands of families are working from home, driving less, and earning extra money with their own home business. Go to 3StepUSA.com
6: Hi, my name is Garen, I'm from Missouri. I heard about the 3-Step Plan I checked into it. It's changed my life, I get to stay home instead of driving 50 miles a day to work. I finally paid off a bunch of debt. The 3-Step Plan has worked for me.
0: Most 3-Step Plan members work part-time using the telephone and the internet to build their business. Our tried and proven home business system can give you the tools and training you need to build your own home business. Do something now. If you'd like to check out the 3-step plan, go to 3stepusa.com or call 800-480-2102. That's 800-480-2102.
9: Here's a special announcement for those of you who owe the IRS at least 10,000 or more in back taxes. Now, there's hope. The Internal Revenue Service has extraordinary programs in place that could eliminate or reduce your tax debt by thousands of dollars. Call the 911 Tax Relief Helpline that has been set up to help you. 800-295-1849 Stop the wage garnishments, levies, and tax liens now. Once you've qualified and enrolled, the IRS will halt all collection activities against you. These unique programs have been allocated to help the economy and significantly reduce or eliminate your tax burden. The IRS is currently accepting reduced settlements and other favorable programs. You may qualify for substantial savings, so get the help you need. For free information and to see if you qualify, Take down the number now for the Tax Relief Helpline. 800-295-1849. 800-295-1849. That's 800-295-1849.
1: Chuck Morse speaks.
2: Thank you very much, and my guest is Jonathan Sarna. The book is When General Grant Expelled the Jews. Uh, Jonathan, you bring up in the book This old canard that has been leveled against Jews, leveled against me recently on this program by a guest who uh, who has called himself an Islamist, and that is the question of dual loyalties. I mean, this idea that somehow one is not a loyal American if one's loyal as a Jew or loyal to or supporting of the state of Israel. And in the book, you show, have a great debate between two rabbis in the election of 1868, Rabbis Adler and Wise, where um, you quote uh, Isaac Mayer Wise as as, um, addressing this great conundrum. Uh, Could you comment on that a bit?
3: Uh, Yeah, uh, Isaac Mayer Wise um, uh, was um, uh, not shy about defending himself, and uh, uh, he uh, argued that it's impossible to make two Isaac Mayer-wises, one who is a citizen and the other uh, who is a Jew, and um, that, uh, indeed, uh, what he brings is both his Judaism and his patriotism uh, to the voting booth. Um, mm and, and really, I think, um, uh, undermined, uh, that notion of, uh, a dual loyalty and pointing out that in America, um, uh, loyalty, uh, means, uh, that, that, that you are loyal to American principles, but it certainly doesn't preclude. Uh, you're, uh, bringing your own, uh, religious background inside the voting booth, uh, with you. Uh, Rabbi Liebman right. Adler, uh, you know, totally, mm-hmm. uh, disagreed and, and, and went so far as to say, well, uh, if Grant is Heyman, he, he would vote for Heyman when he goes in the voting booth. Um, uh, uh even if the Jew in him mourned, he, in the voting booth, only voted as an American, uh, as if one could shed one's uh, religious and ethnic background when one entered that voting booth. Isaac Mayerwise couldn't have disagreed more.
2: Well, well I mean, certainly the the whole idea of, um, of, of loyalty to religious and ethnic background is in and of itself an American principle and that Judaism has the happy coincidence of embracing principles within its own faith that are more than just consistent with American principles, but in fact are the very font of American principles. So in that sense, uh, it's really virtually impossible to have dual loyalties, because loyalty to Judaism is loyalty to America. Uh, You have a great passage in here when President Grant was the first President to visit a a synagogue um, and the dedication of Adas Israel. What a scene that is! You re, you're, you're a great writer. I mean, you really bring the reader right into the event, and uh, it's an extraordinary accomplishment. Could you talk a bit on that?
3: Yeah, um, I'm delighted to do so. Um, Adas was uh, really the uh, the first. Uh, uh synagogue to be built as a synagogue before then, just rented rooms. And um, uh, it's dedicated in 1876, uh, which is the very end of Grant's uh, term. Um, and uh, we're getting very near the centennial uh, of America, July the 4th, 1876. And uh, Grant, to the great joy of the congregation, even though it was rather small, it still exists today. Uh, You can go and see it in Washington, uh, that little building. Uh, He uh, announced that he was coming, and no president had ever attended a synagogue dedication before.
2: Okay, we'll be right back. One more brief break here. Jonathan Sarner is my guest when General Grant expelled the Jews. We'll be right
9: back.
6: A Truth Talk defender, Chuck Morse is someone you really do want to know. Chuck hosts the radio talk show Chuck Moore Speaks, which is nationally syndicated. He's the author of books and numerous columns that have been published broadly. Chuck received the 2003 Communicator of the Year award and was named a Heavy 100 Radio Talk Host by Talkers Magazine. When Chuck Moore Speaks, people listen.
2: The taking possession of this tiny holy land. So that the, the Jew can serve God, not conquer the world.
6: To hear Chuck live, go to irnusa radio To hear Chuck with Deborah Ray on Truth Talk Beyond the Soundbite, visit the On Demand page at Deborah Ray dot us.
10: Most of us have pondered about the one universal question. Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Marius Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they are true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law of this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, Proof of God in Heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via his universal laws and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com. Com.
1: Program returns in. I help you? Hi, I'd like to cancel my teeth whitening appointment.
6: Oh, may I ask why?
1: I found a teeth whitener that works in five minutes that I can do from home.
6: Can I ask what it is?
1: It's called Power Swabs, and it whitens your teeth in five minutes, doesn't leave my teeth feeling sensitive, and it's a lot less
9: expensive than visiting the dentist. Hi, I'm John Greenhut, the CEO of Power Swabs, and if you want to whiten your teeth two shades in five minutes and six shades in seven days, then try Power Swabs. There's no messy strips or trays that you'll have to leave in your mouth for an hour just swab your teeth and you're done it removes stains on natural teeth as well as caps and veneers try power swabs risk-free by calling 1-800-270-8863 that's 1-800-270-8863 i guarantee your friends and co-workers will be wowed by your new white smile try it risk-free and get free shipping and handling today dial 1-800-270-8863 that's 1-800-270-8863
1: You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the
2: Information Radio Network. Thank you very much. And my guest is Jonathan Sarna. He is the author of When General Grant Expelled the Jews. Uh, Jonathan, bring us back to the Adas Israel scene with uh, President Grant uh, attending the dedication.
3: So President Grant uh, uh, announces that he's coming. Uh, to this dedication, the first time that it ever happened, uh, that a president attended the dedication of a synagogue and he makes sure to bring his son, Ulysses Jr., so he'll see it, and the acting vice president, uh, comes, and they don't just put in an appearance, uh, even though it was, a, a, a hot, uh, uh, Washington day. Um, and in those days, there was no air conditioning. Uh, Ulysses S. Grant stayed for the entire dedication, three hours, and uh, listened to the sermon. And, uh, and then he actually made a contribution uh, to the synagogue. Um, he gave $10, which doesn't sound like much today, until you realize that was the equivalent of $200 dollars. Uh, back uh, in the the, the 1870s, and uh, and this established a pattern that uh, in America, uh, politicians and even the president will join in dedicating synagogues and houses of worship, even if it's not the house of worship that they personally worship in. Uh, All are under Mm -hmm. the American umbrella.
2: Grant was also the president who signed an executive order recognizing Christmas as a national holiday. And uh, so he, had, he, he did a lot of things symbolically to support, uh, to support religion. Um, after the presidency, Ulysses Grant embarks upon a world tour that was unprecedented at the time, and it was kind of a quasi-diplomatic tour as well, And then he met with heads of state around the world, Europe, Asia, Japan, China. He also made a stopover in Palestine. Um, he wrote about this, but I don't think that, uh, from what I gather, his letters have not even to this day been made public. What do you know about that? What was his experience in Palestine? and What was his thoughts about it?
3: Yeah, it's really fascinating. Of course, steam um, uh, travel was new. new ah, we got one
2: more break here. Sorry about that, Jonathan. We, we have to take a quick break. This part of the show gets a little choppy. We'll be right back after this message.
10: About the one universal question Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Marius Forte, have written our book, The Answer Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they're true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, proof of God in heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via his universal laws and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, TheAnswer-Book.com.
1: Author, journalist, and American patriot, this is Chuck Morse Speaks.
2: Thank you very much, and my guest is Jonathan Sarna. The book is When General Grant. Expelled the Jews. We're talking about, uh, at this point, President Grant's post-presidential years and his his trip around the world, his particularly his visit to Palestine. Please continue, Jonathan.
3: Uh, yeah. So I was saying that uh, General Grant uh, took this trip because steam, a nail, made it possible to uh, really travel safely around the world and uh he definitely wanted as others did to stop off in the holy land and uh to to see uh the the sacred sites um in the official writings that's what they talk about but uh, sometimes it's good to read the correspondence the private correspondence from which one learns that um poor grant had a very unpleasant trip largely because There was a big snowstorm, uh, which is rare in Jerusalem. Six inches of snow would make news even today. And back in uh, the 1870s, six inches of snow just buried uh, the city. And um, so poor Grant had to travel around in rain and snow and very unhappy uh, uh, conditions. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, he did see lots of holy sites, and uh, his wife, in her book, in her memoirs, uh, she describes at length all of the Christian sites and what they meant to them and uh, a- 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 and uh, so forth. Uh, but as I say, uh, in private letters, um, uh, he... Uh, uh, it made it clear that he was rather happy to leave, um, largely because the weather was so horrible.
2: Did uh, I mean certainly uh, his contemporary Mark Twain, uh, who also toured Palestine, uh, wrote some rather graphic images of a region that was depopulated, poor, desert-like, and swampy, and generally very backward—a real back, back burning place. I mean, was, was any of that also evident in Grant's observations?
3: Yeah, you're talking about Mark Twain's book, Innocence Abroad, a great book. and uh, mm-hmm. um, Grant and Mark Twain were friendly, and um, uh, my sense is that uh, he saw many of uh, the same things as uh, as Grant as uh, as Clemens as Mark Twain had uh, before him, certainly uh, the land that he saw was tremendously uh, undeveloped, primitive, um, uh, the the uh, full of of uh, peasants really. Um, uh, who eked out a living, and um, uh, even, uh, and, and he did meet Jews there as well, uh, but and, and many of them were there uh, as part of religious missions, um, living off charity. Um, this was before uh, you began mm-hmm. to see Jews... Uh, who were trying to transform the land at the very end of Grant's life. There were people involved in transforming the land whom he gets to, uh, whom he gets to know. Uh, but, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, the holy land that he saw was pretty well the holy land lots of people saw in the 19th century, uh, and that's why they considered it a desolate place uh and, and uh, when the Zionist movement wanted to bring Jews back there, uh, they thought that uh, this was uh, a splendid way to save persecuted Jews uh, who, who faced uh, annihilation really uh, in uh, Eastern Europe.
2: Yes, um, what uh, Jonathan, what would you say would be the um, in a nutshell, the The legacy uh, of ulysses grant via, via the jews both as uh, as well as a civil war leader and as president
3: yeah what amazed me really is here's a man uh who certainly made a mistake uh but uh, who transformed himself uh from an enemy to a friend uh, uh, from a general who expelled Jews as a class to a president really who embraced Jews as individuals. Um, the story of Grant is a man who learned from his mistakes, and uh, if he had been prejudiced, like a lot of people were uh, during the Civil War, he was not prejudiced thereafter.
2: Okay, thank you very much. We'll just be right back to so we'll
9: conclude the interview. Thank you. Program returns in. Here's a special announcement for those of you who owe the IRS at least 10000 or more in back taxes. Now there's hope. The Internal Revenue Service has extraordinary programs in place that could eliminate or reduce your tax debt by thousands of dollars. Call the 911 Tax Relief Helpline that has been set up to help you. 800 295 1849. Stop the wage garnishments, levies, and tax liens now. Once you've qualified and enrolled, the IRS will halt all collection activities against you. These unique programs have been allocated to help the economy and significantly reduce or eliminate your tax burden. The IRS is currently accepting reduced settlements and other favorable programs. You may qualify for substantial savings, so get the help you need. For free information and to see if you qualify, Take down the number now for the Tax Relief Helpline. 800-295-1849. 800-295-1849. That's 800-295-1849. Chuck Morse speaks.
2: Thank you very much. And uh, I want to thank Jonathan Sarna for joining me, the author of When General Grant Expelled the Jews. Jonathan, I cannot more highly recommend this book. I enjoyed it. I, I couldn't put it down. It gives great insight. It's an enjoyable read. It's a short read. It gives great insight into uh, what life was like generally in the United States uh, I- at the uh, mid-part of the 19th century, uh, specifically what the Jewish life was like. And you also, I think, create a very good general understanding of American Judaism as being a a group of people who are positive and ubellant and very pro-American, very patriotic, people who believed in, in this country maybe even more than other Americans to the degree that they appreciated the very nature of American freedom because of uh, the adversarial experiences in the old world. So uh, you, know, you you convey that, and you do it very well, and I congratulate you for doing it.
3: Thank you very much, and it's been a pleasure speaking with you.
2: Thank you very much, Jonathan. Okay, Jonathan Sana, General. When General Grant expelled the Jews, available in all major bookstores, and of course you could check out my books, which are available at Amazon and Amazon Kindle. Just put my name in the server. Hey, it's my show. I might as well get a quick plug here. But just check out Amazon and Amazon Kindle. Put my name in the server, Chuck Morse, M-O-R-S-E, like Morse code, and up will come eleven e-books, and three published books. My latest book is still looking for a publisher, that being Why You Hate Jews. So I do write on these themes. I mean, although this is the first time where I've taken the theme on directly and explicitly, my other books generally range across the firmament in issues uh, regarding culture, politics, finance, philosophy. Uh, Check it out. It's on uh, Amazon, Amazon Kindle. Just put my name in the server, Chuck Morse, M-O-R-S-E, like Morse code, and you shall see them come up with reviews and synopsises. They're moderately priced, between 2 and 5 bucks a book. You can read a couple of pages for free, um, and uh, I urge you to, do, to, to go there. Anyways, we've got coming up in hour number two here, author David Rubin, the author of Peace for Peace, Israel and the New Middle East. So please stay tuned for that. You're listening to the Information Radio Network. We'll be back.
7: actor, but a real life story from Trinity Debt Management.
11: When our daughter Emma was born, we took a look at our credit card debt. It was not a good situation. We had been running up balances for quite some time and it became a crisis. Finally, my wife Vicky said, call Trinity.
7: If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-793-8752 to talk to a certified counselor.
11: We called them, they contacted all of our creditors, they stopped the collections calls, they got the interest reduced and they put us on a plan for success.
7: Trinity will consolidate your bills stop collections calls wipe out late fees reduce your interest and possibly improve your credit score you'll save thousands we are now completely debt-free and we will never be in the spot we were again thanks to trinity if your debt has you down call trinity at 1-800-793-8752 my
11: name is john
7: i'm Vicky, and i'm emma
5: and, and we're, we're debt-free, debt-free for keeps, keeps. that's 1-800-793-8752 and if you're worried about your parent or a loved one living alone, like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call a place for mom, the nation's largest senior living referral service. You'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information.
6: They had obviously researched every place, not just giving me names. Really?
5: Yeah.
6: They found me a place for what she could afford, and it was magnificent. We're now Very confident that she's safe, and they just helped every step of the way, and I can't thank them enough.
5: So if you're struggling to find reliable senior living information, call A Place for Mom. This is a free service, and you can trust them to help you.
7: If you're struggling to find reliable senior living information for your mom or dad, then call or go online to get the free help you need during this turbulent time. Call now, 800-469-7591, 800-469-7591.
1: A Boston conservative in the cradle of liberty. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network.
2: Thank you very much. Hour number two of Chuck Moore Speaks, Monday through Friday, 10 till noon, Eastern Standard Time, here at the Information Radio Network. You're welcome to join the program, 844-439-1391. I want to again thank uh, Jonathan Sarner, the author of When General Grant Expelled the Jews, for joining me in the first hour. We are now joined by David Rubin. He is a former mayor of Shiloh, Israel, in the region of Samaria, known to much of the world as the West Bank. He is the founder and president of Shiloh Israel Children's Fund. David, thanks for joining me this afternoon.
12: Good to be with you, Chuck. Thank you.
2: David, um, Israel has just undergone... Another war, one in which, uh, sadly, and of heavy heart, I feel there has been loss of Jewish life. Uh, Young Jewish men and women had to step into harm's way by going into Gaza uh, as a way for Israel to do what is, in a sense, consistent with Jewish understanding and not drop a bomb on the place, but instead try to go door to door to find those who are trying to kill Jews and take them out. And uh, in the process of doing this, the the conclusion has been, from what I can see here in the safety of Boston, inconclusive. Uh, it looks to me like the Hamas infrastructure still stands, the web of tunnels that are underneath the city of Gaza, uh, including some that I understand are as big as football fields, is still in place. Their infrastructure is still functioning. What's going on, David?
12: Well, you, you rightly pointed out that, uh, that, that Israel, uh, trying to be consistent with, uh, the, uh, the Jewish way, uh, of thinking and, and behaving, uh, didn't just want to drop a bomb in the middle of a city. Um, the, the problem is that, uh, yes, while it's true that Jews are merciful and, you know, we, we try and emulate uh, the Almighty's uh, uh, characteristic of mercy. Uh, there, there's also a basic principle in Judaism that says those who are kind to the cruel are destined to be cruel to the kind. Mm-hmm. And and that that's the real problem here. That that we're fighting we were fighting a war against a people that knows no sense of. Of mercy that is totally cruel, and and that uh, hides behind women and children, that invites attacks in civilian areas by by setting up their missile launchers right alongside people's homes, right right in the center of school complexes, and all all of this happens uh, with you know with the sympathetic eye of the world that that says oh how terrible the Israelis are attacking civilians well. The Israelis are doing what they have to do to defend themselves. Now, uh, the only way that you win a war in this world, unfortunately and sadly, it's the only way, uh, is is to attack and to attack hard. And if civilians happen to be in the way, especially after they're warned and they remain in the way, uh, well, then civilians are going to get hurt. Uh, that, that That's one of the unfortunate, sad things about war. Uh, but, but we in the West, uh, meaning Israel and America and other places, have forgotten how to fight wars and how to win wars. And uh, in World War II, the Allies understood that the, the only way to win that war, which had been dragging on for a long time, was to start bombing the cities. And so they went ahead and they bombed Dresden, and they bombed Berlin. Do you think there were some c- innocent civilians there? Yes, of course. Uh, but, but they did what had to be done in order to win and to defeat an evil enemy. And in, in Gaza, uh, there, there is an enemy. There is an evil enemy in Gaza. Uh, the Hamas terrorist organization, the Islamic Jihad terrorist organization, and all of the ununiformed people who elected them. And it, Israel needed to fight, uh, a lot harder than it did. And because we didn't, and, uh, and, and that's no no criticism of the soldiers who fought valiantly. It is a criticism of the political echelon uh, that did not fight the way that it needed to fight. Why not? Why didn't they, is what you're asking. Um, yes. Uh, well, I think that the prime minister uh, was looking at, at a few different factors here. One is that uh, he was afraid, and, and, and actually, I just uh, blogged about this. I just wrote an article about this on my uh, blog at IsraelNationalNews.com. And I, I wrote an article, anyone could Google it, uh, which is called uh, BB, which is uh, B-I-B-I. That's uh, Netanyahu's nickname. BB and the Politics of Weakness and uh, mm-hmm. that that unfortunately is is what we saw uh the a prime minister that knew what needed to be done knew how to destroy hamas he also knew that there there was going to be a, a lot of damage in the process that uh that a lot of soldiers were going to be killed in that process uh because we'd be going into the these hornet, hornet's nests uh in the cities of gaza and we'd be attacking there. And he also knew that there would be a lot of civilians who would be killed, and there would be a lot of criticism from the world. And he also was concerned, I believe, uh, about what would happen after. Once we take control of Gaza, then what? And uh, so mm-hmm. so these are very real questions, but uh, the country, Israel as a nation, was expecting him to continue the fight, and to bring quiet to Israeli cities and to uh, put an end to this Hamas and Islamic Jihad terrorist organizations. And this he didn't do. And I think it was a big mistake. And because of that, we're going to be in a similar war again in one to two years.
2: That's right. I mean, all of the objectives that were stated at the time, which – which, of course, the war came about because of the kidnapping and murder of three Israeli young men in uh, in Judea, and, and it's been now admitted by Hamas that they, they actually did do this. Um, and and the, the thousands of missiles, the objective was to bring peace and quiet to southern Israel, and, of course, as we found out, to actually most of Israel, by destroying the missiles, destroying the missile launchers, and then once the tunnels were revealed, by destroying these murder tunnels, none of that was done. The Gaza infrastructure is still there, as you say. There'll be another war in a couple of years. They still have the missiles somehow. They still fire them in when they when um, during lulls in the ceasefire, and and that they are still functioning as and controlling Gaza. So in a sense, they've they've won.
12: Well. Um... I don't know if we could say that they've won militarily, but they've definitely won politically. Uh, if, if you look at uh, a lot of the destruction that we managed to uh, to instill in, on Gaza from the air, uh, then you, you understand that, that it wasn't really a victory for them. But But if you look at the political results, where the prime minister actually signed an agreement with these these armed Islamic terrorists, uh, then then that is a victory for them, and it, it was a big mistake. You don't you, you don't negotiate with terrorists. I know we have in the past, but it's a big mistake to negotiate with terrorists. And once you start doing that, uh, th- then you're asking uh, for for big problems in the future because uh, they they don't view it as as any sort of Peace or or reconciliation they they view it as weakness, and when they view it as weakness, right. then we're, then we're all in big trouble in the future.
2: Well, I mean, they they view it as just simply a, a tactical temporary lull, so they can re rearm themselves, and that uh, basically the, this is what they've said they're going to end the quote occupation. Now, obviously, we could point out Gaza is not being occupied; they have Gaza, so. When they talk about occupation, they're talking to Israel, um, and and I think that what bothers me in particular, and I expect that from them, is that uh, international left wingers, including some who are quite conscious, but others who are more of these nincompoops, people like, um, you know, Tom Hartman, who's a fellow radio talk show host, who I heard the the other day talk about the missiles as quote firecrackers, you know, which is a talking point that I. I for sure, emanated from Hamas because I've heard it mouthed by other liberals, and that the uh, Gaza is a quote prison camp. I mean, these are people who should know better, and yet they're the ones who are out there w- with this kind of crap. I mean, I I, I just uh, I'm I'm amazed by by actually the success of the uh, of the Hamas propaganda, and we should remind Americans that Hamas was declared a terrorist foreign terrorist organization by President Bill Clinton and, and so, who signed an order as such and yet here they are siding with them openly and brazenly what
12: do you make of that? well, well frankly frankly, the, Bill Clinton didn't have to declare it a terrorist organization for us in Israel to understand that it is one
3: sure.
12: uh, as, as I explained in my book The Islamic Tsunami that we're, we're talking about Terrorist organizations of the same ideology, Islamic State and, uh, the, or, or IS or ISIS, whatever you want to call them, and Al-Qaeda and Hamas, uh, they are all schooled in the same ideology. And the, and even the, the Shiite Muslims are schooled in the same ideology, uh, like the Hezbollah in, in Lebanon, uh, they're, they're Shiite Muslims, and the others are Sunni Muslims, but they're all schooled in the same ideology, the Sikh ideology of jihad, which means holy war against all non-Muslims. And, and that, that's the ideology that ties all of them together. The only difference is who is going to lead that Islamic tsunami. Uh, is it going to be the Shiites? Is it going to be the Sunnis? Is it going to be the Hamas? Is it going to be ISIS or Al Qaeda? Uh, that's the only question, uh, and that's where the internal rivalry comes in. Uh, who, they, they want to see who is going to get to behead um, more infidels or 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 more more Jews, uh, for that matter. Uh, the founder of Islam, Muhammad, used to boast. That he managed to behead—he beheaded single-handedly 700 Jews in one day. Uh, this is something he was very proud of. Uh, but but right. what we're seeing now is exactly what what uh, you know is America's greatest fear and the world's greatest fear—that that, that Al Qaeda is going to come back in a much bigger way in. And, and we're seeing it now. I mean, the Hamas terrorists, uh, they, I was just saying, the Hamas terrorists executed, the Hamas terrorists executed 25 people, uh, each day that Israel launched an attack. Uh, they, they execute another 20, 25 people to show that, uh, that how they deal with collaborators. Uh, they execute execute Mm -hmm. them in the public square, uh, just like, uh, like Foley, like James Foley was beheaded. Uh, it's the same sick ideology, and uh, the these these uh, talk show hosts that you were talking about, or whoever it may be, uh, who who speak about about Israel uh, in a, such a negative way, they don't know what they're talking about. Okay, we're gonna
2: take a brief break here. David, my guest, we'll be right back.
4: This is a special news alert to consumers who own back taxes to the IRS. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing during the decline in the U.S. economy, the Internal Revenue Service is now accepting reduced settlements from consumers on back taxes, resulting in back taxes reduced by thousands of dollars. An open phone line has been established by Federal Tax Relief for consumers to call and see if you qualify for this reduction. To ensure your financial stability during this decline in the economy, take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call one 800 Four three two zero three six zero. 432 360 That's 1-800-432-0360. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, there's no need to fear anymore. The IRS is now accepting reduced settlements from consumers, resulting in tax debts reduced by thousands of dollars. For your free information and to see if you qualify for your reduction, call the Federal Tax Relief Hotline. 1-800-432-0360. one 432 360 That's 1-800-432-0360.
7: The following is not an actor, but a real life story from Trinity Debt Management.
11: When our daughter Emma was born, we took a look at our credit card debt. It was not a good situation. We had been running up balances for quite some time, and it became a crisis. Finally, my wife Vicki said,
7: call Trinity. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-793-8752 to talk to a certified counselor. We called
11: them, they contacted all of our creditors, they stopped the collections calls, they got the interest reduced,
7: and they put us on a plan for success trinity will consolidate your bills stop collections calls wipe out late fees reduce your interest and possibly improve your credit score you'll save
11: thousands we are now completely debt free and we will never be in the spot we were again thanks to
7: trinity if your debt has you down call trinity at 1-800-793-8752
11: my name is john
7: i'm Vicky, and i'm emma and, and we're debt free for keeps that's 1-800-793-8752
0: we're talking to Floyd Wilson, who, after years of struggling with being overweight, has had his jaws wired shut to force him to eat less. Floyd, how is it going?
9: Uh-huh.
0: It looks like that's uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Certainly, I can see how that could help you lose weight, Floyd, but isn't it a bit extreme? Uh-huh. You could have just ordered the 10,2 and a chew weight loss system from I likehowilook.com website and all you would have had to do to lose weight is take a small capsule at 10 a.m, One at 2 pm, they will curb your appetite and help you burn more calories. Then anytime you felt a need for a snack, just eat one of their great tasting collagen protein candy chews. Mm-hmm. You can learn all about it on I likehowilook.com. They'll even send you free samples. Floyd, what are you doing with those wire cutters? Shouldn't you let a doctor do that? Go to ilikehowilook.com and check out the world's easiest weight loss system. Ask for free samples. That's I ilikehowilook.com.
1: Owning and caring for a home comes with a lot of to-dos. Fix the AC, build a deck, remodel the kitchen. Whatever your home improvement need, HomeAdvisor can help you find a pro you can trust to get the job done right. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com for instant access to top-rated pros in your area including electricians, handymen, remodelers, whatever type of home pro you need. HomeAdvisor is absolutely free to use. At HomeAdvisor, you don't have to search through a long list of pros. With just a few clicks, HomeAdvisor matches you with pros who provide the exact services you need. You can read customer reviews of the pros, even use the cost guide to find out what hundreds of other home projects cost in your area. Because HomeAdvisor knows it's important to find a pro you can trust in your home, they conduct background checks on their service professionals. It's just one of the reasons more than 25 million homeowners have used HomeAdvisor. Go to rebuildhomeadvisor.com to find the right pro for your project. That's rebuild.homeadvisor.com. Chuck Morse speaks.
2: David, I looked at the Debka file, which I think is um, gets information from Israeli intelligence, among other places, and I was pretty surprised to read that Israeli military figures are part of a war room that's been set up in the outskirts of Amman uh, that includes uh, Israeli, Jordanian, and I believe American uh, military people that is helping to supply and aid um, rebels and and other groups fighting the regime of Assad in Syria. What are they doing and why are they doing this?
12: Well, I think that it's uh, actually a big mistake. Um, I can't speak of the details of that particular group of people, but uh, look, there, there are a lot of military people in Israel that make mistakes also. Uh, there are a lot of soldiers who who will uh, go into, um, you know, take positions with defense institutes and military institutes and military intelligence uh, consulting groups. Uh, and, and they, they may be very smart, but they, they can also be very stupid um, in, in, in just lacking in, in common sense uh, about what is going on. Now, look, look at Syria, for example. Uh, that's the one you, that you cited. In Syria, there's a civil war going on. A uh, civil war has been going on for a long time. Uh, well over 170,000 people have been killed in that civil war. And Assad... Is, who is uh, an Alawite Muslim, which is a, a branch of Shiite Islam, is fighting against mostly Sunni Muslims. So the, these two forces have been fighting against each other. And frankly, it's in Israel's interest for there to be a fairly even fight. Um, I, I It doesn't bother me that... Uh, that the Shiite Muslims who are arch enemies of Israel are fighting Sunni Muslims who are arch enemies of Israel uh, I say let them fight and, and you know let it let may the you know and I'm not going to say may the best man win I, I'd like it to remain a tie uh, and 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 let them kill each other off I don't have a problem with that uh, now what what exactly is going on with that group of military analysts and in sitting in jordan uh i i don't know i can't speak for them uh there there's a a common misperception I, i believe a misconception in uh in the israeli government and prime minister among prime minister netanyahu and his advisors that the palestinian authority and that and uh that king hussein in jordan are are the people that excuse me king abdullah in jordan uh, the son of the former King Hussein, uh, are the people that we have to be working with and, uh, and that these are our partners and we have to be cooperating with them and boosting them and, and keeping Abdullah on the throne and keeping uh, keeping uh, Abbas in, in power in the Palestinian Authority. I think it's a big mistake uh, because these people are not friends of Israel, uh, yes, you try and, and cooperate where you can with those who aren't trying to kill you. But uh, if we look at Abbas, I mean Mahmoud Abbas of the Palestinian Authority, of the Fatah terrorist organization, has paid more money to terrorists than anyone in the entire world. He is personally responsible for distributing funds to every single terrorist that commits a terrorist attack against an Israeli civilian, and that includes Hamas terrorists, it includes al-Qaeda terrorists, it includes ISIS terrorists, and Islamic Jihad terrorists. Anyone who commits a terrorist attack against an Israeli civilian is, is rewarded financially by Mahmoud Abbas of the Palestinian Authority. These aren't people who we should be working with. These are people who we should be killing.
2: Right. What then, who is, I mean, if anyone, does not Israel have some allies in the uh, Arab and Islamic world?
12: We don't have, we don't have allies in that world. Uh, there, there are situations where we can work together. Uh, for instance, when it comes to the Iranian nuclear program, uh, countries like Saudi Arabia are very concerned about the Iranian nuclear program and are willing to have limited cooperation with Israel, uh, obviously secret cooperation, because in the Islamic world, if you publicly announce that you are working together with Israel, uh, then you're risking death uh, from, from your compatriots. Uh, so so yes there are situations like that um i I think that the kurds in iraq are people who we can work with
2: okay we'll be right back to get a brief break here david Rubins, my guest the most trusted
12: voice of israel
4: news alert to consumers who own back taxes to the IRS. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing during the decline in the U.S. economy, the Internal Revenue Service is now accepting reduced settlements from consumers on back taxes, resulting in back taxes reduced by thousands of dollars. An open phone line has been established by federal tax relief for consumers to call and see if you qualify for this reduction. To ensure your financial stability during this decline in the economy, take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call one 800 432 360. That's 1-800-432-0360. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, there's no need to fear anymore. The IRS is now accepting reduced settlements from consumers, resulting in tax debts reduced by thousands of dollars. For your free information and to see if you qualify for your reduction, call the Federal Tax Relief Hotline. 1-800-432-0360. one 432 360 That's 1-800-432-0360.
8: Have you ever thought you'd like to buy and sell houses but didn't know how or where to begin? Do you fear your job is in jeopardy or is your business income reduction keeping you awake at night? We're in the best time in 25 years to make a fortune in real estate without using your money or credit. My name is Ron Legrand and I've taught a half a million people to do just that and personally bought hundreds of houses myself. If you'll call 800-970-6156, 24 hours and leave your information... I'll send you the first 500 callers my hot new CD, Foreclosure Fortunes, and my best-selling book to help you get started absolutely free. I'll show you how to build a six-figure income part-time with no previous experience and no license, even if you're a busy professional. Call 800-970-6156, 24 hours, and get my new book and CD free. That's 800-970-6156. Take your life back and make this your best year ever. Call 800-970-6156 now.
1: Taking Back America one listener at a time, Chuck
2: Morse Morse speaks. speaks. Thank you very much. My guest is David Rubin. He's the author of Peace for Peace, Israel in the New Middle East. His website is uh, David israel dot com uh, we 're talking about the uh, the Israel situation in the aftermath of the inconclusive Hamas campaign, which um, seems to have left the situation as status quo ante uh, perhaps hopefully god willing without the missiles and the terror tunnels at least or or certainly at least a lessening of it and uh, I guess david i mean we 're talking about the um, what I perceive, and, and again, I speak from the uh, comfort of a, of my home in boston so i don 't i 'm not in it, but I see the forces gathering against Israel more intensely than ever in the aftermath of this war. Um, I see uh, the, uh, the problems breaking out on the syrian border you 've got Hezbollah still armed to the teeth in southern lebanon you 've got a more truculent Iran which is talking about uh, launching a surprise attack on Israel. Uh, what say you uh, with regard to uh, to Israel's present position?
12: Well, I think that it, it, on one hand, it's our position is stronger than ever. On the other hand, our position is more precarious than ever. And what I mean by that is we have the ability to stand up to any of our enemies and any combination of our enemies at this time. Uh but do we have the political will to stand up to them? That's the real question. And that and and clearly there are some uh political leaders in Israel that are are lacking in that political will. Uh per, perhaps they don't believe strongly enough in in uh in the the justice of our cause in the In the historical correctness of of Israel's right to the land, and I mean, I obviously do. I mean, we're 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 a nation, we're the only nation that was sovereign that was ever sovereign in this land. Uh, There there were other conquerors that there were conquerors that came and went. Uh, There were the Turks, there were the British, uh, there there were the uh, uh, the Christian Crusaders, but. Uh, none of those conquerors were ever a, a native people in the land. Uh, Israel was sovereign in this land for well over a thousand years, and 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 now we've been back for about sixty-five years, and and there there is nothing more just and more correct than Israel's right to the land. And by, by the way, uh, I I went into quite some depth in my book, Peace for Peace. Israel in the Middle East. And by the way, anyone who wants to get those books can just go to the website that you just cited, DavidRubinIsrael.com. So they they can get the Islamic Tsunami or Peace for Peace. But anyhow, as I was saying, uh, in my book Peace for Peace, uh, I, I wrote about how there never was a Palestinian state. Everyone talks about how the Palestinians have to have their state, and how the Palestinians are, are the crux of the, the conflict, that the Palestinians don't have their independent state. Well, there is no reason why they should have an independent state, certainly not in the heartland of Israel, uh, except if they wish to destroy Israel. That's And that's the whole purpose of the Palestinian people being created some 40 years ago. Uh, there, There never was a state, and nobody can tell me, uh, what the, the name of that Palestinian state ever was or, or one leader of that Palestinian state or what the national anthem was or what the monetary currency was of that state of Palestine that supposedly once existed here that, that somehow makes them a native people. Uh, they were never a sovereign nation in the land of Israel. And it's all a fiction. It's all a lie that the world has swallowed and accepted. And, uh, it's up to people like me to debunk those, those obvious lies and to make it clear. Uh, so that's why I, I tell people, go out and get a copy of Peace for Peace or, or get it online.
2: Okay, we'll be right back. Please stay tuned. David Rubin's my guest, davidrubinisrael.com. We'll be right back.
6: A truth talk defender, Chuck Morse is someone you really do want to know. Chuck hosts the radio talk show, Chuck Moore Speaks, which is nationally syndicated. He's the author of books and numerous columns that have been published broadly. Chuck received the 2003 Communicator of the Year Award and was named a heavy 100 radio talk host by Talkers Magazine. When Chuck Moore Speaks, people listen.
2: The taking possession of this tiny holy land so that the the Jew can serve God, not conquer the world
6: to hear chuck live go to irnusaradio.com to hear chuck with deborah ray on truth talk beyond the soundbite visit the on-demand page at deborah
10: most of us have pondered about the one universal question is there a god And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Marius Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they are true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law of this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, Proof of God in Heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via his universal laws, and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, TheAnswer-Book.com. program
4: returns in... Special news alert to consumers who own back taxes to the IRS. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing during the decline in the U.S. economy, the Internal Revenue Service is now accepting reduced settlements from consumers on back taxes, resulting in back taxes reduced by thousands of dollars. An open phone line has been established by federal tax relief for consumers to call and see if you qualify for this reduction. To ensure your financial stability during this decline in the economy, take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call 1-800-4320. That's 1 800 432 0360. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, there's no need to fear anymore. The IRS is now accepting reduced settlements from consumers, resulting in tax debts reduced by thousands of dollars. For your free information and to see if you qualify for your reduction, call the Federal Tax Relief Hotline 1 800 432 0360. 1 432 0360. That's 1 800 432 0360.
2: Chuck Morse Speaks. Thank you very much. David Rubin my guest. The author of Peace for Peace and uh, Islamic Tsunami, available at com. David, now that there is a, uh, a, a a secession of hostilities, let's put it that way, I would imagine it's almost as predictable as setting a clock that we're going to start to hear from the liberal establishment, people like John Kerry, and and Barack Obama and and certainly many European establishment liberal types, that Israel should once again be divided into two countries and stripped of Judea and Samaria, which will be used to set up a Palestinian state. Now you have just very well articulated quite well the fact that there is no such a thing as a Palestinian people. Um, an idea that was also written about by Martin Peretz, who was a writer of a commentary a while back. And, uh, and you have also very controversially suggested in your book, Peace for Peace, that Israel grant citizenship to, uh, Palestinian Arabs in Judea and Samaria. How could that happen? And could you talk a little bit about that, um, what that might look like?
12: Uh, certainly. Uh, the, uh, the peace plan that I propose in my book, Peace, Peace for Peace, uh, which, by the way, is P.E.A.C.E. for P.E.A.C.E., not uh, not a piece of land uh, for for a piece of paper. Uh, what, what I'm proposing is that we we grant peace to all of the cit- all of the civilians, all the people who live there, all the residents of Judea and Samaria. Uh, but it's not an unconditional um, an unconditional uh, option of citizenship that we grant to them. In other words, uh, if they want to live in Judea and Samaria peacefully, well, we're happy to, I'm hap, very happy to have them live peacefully in Judea and Samaria. Uh, the thing is, when they, if they choose uh, the path of citizenship, so there has to be a path of loyal citizenship, and, and that is a very conditional path. Uh, one cannot live in a country and be disloyal to the country. And, I, and just as someone comes to the United States, any immigrant comes to the United States legally, uh, they're, they're supposed to go through some tests. Well, so, so in Israel, there should be a pass.
2: Okay, we'll be right back to continue.
10: About the one universal question Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Maurice Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they are true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore chance had no part in the creation of the law of this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, Proof of God in Heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via his universal laws and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com. Chuck Morse speaks.
2: Thank you very much, David Rubin's my guest. David, what would be the um, Israeli path to citizenship for uh, Palestinian Arabs?
12: Well, I think I think that it's it's very clear that that what needs to be done is to. Have them prove that they're loyal citizens, that they want to be loyal citizens of Israel. So, uh, those who are who are hostile to Israel, well, we we should help them to leave the country and, and to make a, a new life somewhere else. Uh, we can assist them, assist them financially, assist them in other ways. Uh, those who do, those who do want to stay in Judea and Samaria and, and be productive citizens of Israel. Uh, well, they, they should have to go through a course of two to three years, uh, a course in in um, Zionist history, Israeli history, and civics and 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 Bible, and you know just like any other Israeli citizen uh, goes through uh, in in his edu- in his or her education. And uh, in addition to that, they should have to make commitment to perform national service, uh, whether it's military or civilian. Uh, national service to the country, uh, just like everyone does, just like my daughter is doing right now, um, and and in, in addition to that, there should be a an oath of loyal citizenship, an oath of loyalty to to Israel, uh, which is the, the the Jewish state of Israel, and uh, even those who who are not Jewish who live here, uh, most of them are loyal to the state of Israel. And I, I, I think that that should be a, a minimal requirement of those who want to be citizens of Israel. And as I said, those who are willing David to would, do so and to go through that, that, that's great. We're happy to have them.
2: Right, and, and maybe some of them might even consider converting to Judaism. But putting that aside, um would there be any role for an autonomous Palestinian Authority in that?
12: Absolutely not. The The Palestinian Authority has proven itself to be a hostile force. It proved that a long time ago uh, with its funding of terrorism and its uh, continuing incitement in its media. I think that, that we need to call a spade a spade here and just say, well, that's it for the Palestinian Authority. It needs to be just dismantled, disbanded, and, and, and we can have peace with the individuals who live here. I know many of them personally, uh, but but we can't have peace with a uh, terrorist authority. No way.
2: Would there be any danger that Israel could lose its Jewish identity with such a large number of non-Jews becoming citizens?
12: Uh, no, absolutely not. I think uh, if you look at Judea and Samaria today, Judea and Samaria meaning, for those of you listeners who don't know, Judea is the region south of Jerusalem. Samaria is the region north of Jerusalem. And those two areas together are very often called the West Bank. Uh that's not a historical term, it's not a biblical term, but that's the term that much of the world uses, so I explained for explanation uh, sake. Uh but uh in in Judea and Samaria and Jerusalem, uh the which is the the heartland, the biblical heartland of Israel the Jewish birth rate is much higher than the Arab Muslim birth rate. Uh, the, the, the Muslim right. birth rate is dropping, the Jewish birth rate is rising. Uh, we have the highest uh, birth rate. Uh, the, the Jewish population in Judea and Samaria is the highest birth rate in the Western world. So Why I don't is think we need to be concerned. Population
2: in, in- yeah, I mean, the present population of Jews in Judea and Samaria is what, and are Jews still moving in?
12: Yeah, we have there are about 400,000 Jews living here. Uh, the population is increasing all the time, and if you include eastern Jerusalem as well, which certainly is uh, considered by much of the world to be a disputed area, uh, there's not one country in the world that that recognizes Jerusalem as our capital, even though there's nothing more uh, connected in the world than the Jewish people and Jerusalem. Uh, but the, uh, if you include eastern just eastern Jerusalem, uh, then, then we're talking about 750,000 uh, Jews, getting close to 800,000 living within the post-1967 areas.
2: You know, David, I think that if your plan was boldly accepted by the state of Israel, it might surprise people the numbers of Palestinian Arabs who would happily take it on.
12: Oh, I know many of them personally, and yeah. I've had conversations with them. Uh, what what they're afraid of is the Palestinian Authority, the of the Hamas, of the Islamic Jihad, of the Fatah. Um, the, the, these are these Islamic terrorists, Terrorist organizations cause them to live in fear. Uh, m- many of them would like to live in peace. Peace for peace.
2: Bet. Okay, we'll be right back to. You bet. We'll be right back to conclude the interview.
4: Program returns in. Okay, so you own a business and cash is tight. So what do you do when you need funds? Go to a bank? Yeah, right. Waste a lot of time, send tons of paperwork, only to find out you need to personally guarantee your home, firstborn, and everything in between. Or you can just call the business funding group. Yeah, it's fast and simple, with a 95% approval rate and cash for any business purpose. Equipment, inventory, expansion, cash flow, payroll. Grab a pen or put this number in your cell phone, but call 1-800-684-5434. That's 1-800-684-5434. When you call, you'll find out how to quickly and easily easily get the cash you need, up to $1 million with no collateral, no app or upfront fees, and your credit rating is not a factor. Plus approvals in 12 hours and funds in two to three days. Call the business funding group at 1-800-684-5434. That's 1-800-684-5434. This is by far the fastest and best business loan you can possibly get. Call 1-800-684-5434 now.
1: You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network.
2: And, God willing, it'll be taken seriously. Sorry about that. David Rubin's here. His website ShilohIsraelChildren.org, com. Facebook page is David Rubin, Shiloh Israel. The book is Peace for Peace, Israel in the New Middle East. David, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon.
12: You're welcome. It was good to be with you, Chuck. Thank you.
2: All right, uh, David Rubin, thanks so much. And uh, pretty much that includes things for today. I should mention my books are available and Amazon Kindle check it out Chuck Morse M O R S E like Morse code go to Amazon or Amazon Kindle put my name in the server and up they come 11 books plus 3 uh, published all published as ebooks and 3 published as conventional books and I'm looking forward to the publication of my new book my latest book which is called Why You Hate Jews that uh you know is is virtually is, is I'm in the search of a publisher my 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 um, literary agent tells me that there's interest and uh, I'm looking forward to getting into that. So anyway, I want to thank again Jonathan Sarna for joining me in the first hour. When General Grant Expelled the Jews is the name of his book. Excellent book. Could not recommend it more highly. And David Rubin in hour number two. The author of Peace for Peace, Israel in the New Middle East. Um, and other uh, books by David. And check out his website again, which uh, is... uh DavidRubinIsrael.com He's got some very novel ideas about peace in the Middle East, which of course is never a perfected um, situation, but one that is based upon the best interests of the state of Israel and uh, that's what he's about. He's an Israeli citizen. That's what I'm about as a pro-Israel American citizen uh, for reasons that are too numerous to mention in the final few minutes of this program. Anyway, again, I want to thank you all for listening this afternoon. You're listening to the Information Radio Network. Have a good day, everybody.
4: News Alert to consumers who own back taxes to the IRS. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing during the decline in the U.S. economy, the Internal Revenue Service is now accepting reduced settlements from consumers on back taxes, resulting in back taxes reduced by thousands of dollars. An open phone line has been established by Federal Tax Relief for consumers to call and see if you qualify for this reduction. To ensure your financial stability during this decline in the economy, take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call one 800 432 that's 1-800-432-0360. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, there's no need to fear anymore. The IRS is now accepting reduced settlements from consumers, resulting in tax debts reduced by thousands of dollars. For your free information and to see if you qualify for your reduction, call the Federal Tax Relief Hotline. 1-800-432-0360. one 432 360 That's 1-800-432-0360.